are having an amazing week so far. I'm having a, a pr- despite my knee still being all banged up, uh, I am having a pretty good, great week myself. Everybody for who doesn't know me, I am Super Joe Pardo, and uh, this is the Indie Pod, the Indie Pod Con. con- I was say conference. No, it's the Indie Pod podcast or indie pod show i haven't decided what i really like the name wait you know that that's one of the beauties there is no rules and we could change the name as we go um anyway i hope everybody that's with if you're uh if you're watching this live on facebook uh facebook live right in the in the chat uh where you're where you're listening from i'd love to know where everybody's listening from this this week uh we got started a little bit late so sorry about that we me and lou were just talking about podcasting before we started here and disney away yeah exactly (laughs) so um so i apologize for the for the delay but we're here and we have a lot to talk about. So before I go any further, I would love to introduce my guest this week from the Red Road Radio Show, Lou Hastings, everybody. Hey, everybody. Woo! Yes. I, I, the, the delay. <laughs> How are you doing, Lou? I'm doing great, Joe. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, you are very, very welcome. I'm, I'm so glad that you decided to pop on the calendar there, and especially so early in the, uh, in the process of bringing this show to life. Me coming back to the show after uh, basically two years of being away from the show, with the exception of a few live streams that I did. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy you're here. I'm happy that uh, Andre is in the house all the way from Albany, Georgia. And uh, if you you know where where are you all listening from, pop it in the chat there on uh, on the Facebook Live, so I can hopefully get it in the in the chat bar on the side here. Um, Lou, how how long have you been podcasting for, man? Ha! Huh. So, um, and I only know this because of Facebook memories. So it <laughs> popped up; it literally popped up the other day, um, probably a week ago that my show the red road radio show is celebrating its fifth anniversary so today today uh last week that's awesome congratulations thank you so uh, you know it's kind of a, a wonky answer if you will because technically the show didn't start as a podcast it started on terrestrial radio and i guess podcasting as a as a thing 2016 is really when i went on the web if you will worldwide with the show so technically the show started 5 years ago podcasting uh specifically 2016 so does that count mm. does 5 years count yeah I, I mean you're doing it right like you have the experience you got the baggage to go along with it you got the t-shirt that says i've been podcasting for five years so high That's five right. for that awesome. um now to, let's for anyone who doesn't know what the red road radio show is all about i love the name by the way because of the the way it rolls off the tongue another r word there um <laughs> what can what can listeners expect from your show sure so it, it all started, it actually was spawned from my uh, nonprofit organization. So 
Um, I am the founder of the Native Now Foundation. And basically what we do is promote, promote and support um, sovereignty and self-determination in Indian country. So in indigenous communities. So from that, it really made sense to create this. Um, I didn't see any indigenous news out there. Mm -hmm. So the Red Road Radio Show basically uh, puts indigenous news out there into the mainstream because there mm -hmm. isn't any um, or there wasn't any when I started it. And then there was uh, interviews and commentary about life and issues in Indian country. So that's essentially what the Red Road Radio Show is. Uh, news, interviews, and commentary about things that happen in indigenous communities. Wow. And so you, you gave a talk at MapCon 5. I mean, you talked uh, in two, back in 2007 as well. Um, and, you know, your talk, a lot of people, I heard a lot of great feedback from your talk based on around the storytelling um, and the history that a lot of people, I mean, I, I know I definitely didn't know all of that. I knew, knew bits and pieces of some of the story that you, you laid down there. And I, and I remember thinking to myself about halfway through, I was like, how is he going to tie this to podcasting? Um, cause I was like, <laughs> this is really interesting. I love the history of what he's talking about, but, um, you know, it is a podcasting co like conference. And not only did you bring the storytelling aspect of it, which helps other people learn about the fact that they need to learn how to be a better storyteller, something that I have struggled with most of my life because I like to include every little detail. Ask my wife and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and something along the lines of, um, and, and bringing it to like the impact, the, the impact that you, uh, have, you know, on not just for, for your listeners, but pe for people who weren't necessarily your listeners prior to that. So can you, can you explain, like elaborate a little bit on, uh, I guess, finding the impact, right? Like what impact can you have using this awesome medium that we, we call podcasting? Great question. So that was the point, Right. The 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 501c3, the nonprofit organization was to have that impact on those communities. Right. But how was I going to get the word out to those communities that that was our purpose? And it just made sense to fire up the radio show to do that. And the two constantly are bumping into one another. So I can use the Red Road Radio Show to get to people and resources that my nonprofit can use to help those same communities. So I think that it's important to use the medium to swing that giant bat, right? To hit something out of the park. Hopefully you're taking enough cuts that you're going to, you're at least going to get on base. Right. And, you know, <laughs> ultimately you want to hit that, hit that home run. And I, I got to say the, the event last year, and that was what the talk was about, uh, really was a, a huge, uh, it, it's almost a mind blowing um, initiative to be involved in. When you really think about it, when you think about the story of how we got there and the, the podcast, I tied it in at the end, it all came together through the show. Yeah. I, you know, I think that more people need to re like think about 
not only the listenership, not only their message, not only their why, but the impact that they're looking for. Because I think a lot of, um, and I know I'm, I'm certain that you feel this way about feeling uh, self-fulfilled because of that. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And, and I get private messages all the time where uh, people are telling me either the same thing that you just said, I didn't know that part of the history and, and why it's important. It's not only important to those communities that we're trying to get the information out for, it's, it impacts us because we get to think, my God, this is happening right now in our worldview, right? But we don't, we don't interact with these things every day because it's not in the mainstream media, it's not in our newspapers, it's not in our televisions, and it's really not, especially the East Coast, it's not in our communities. So when, when we're brought into a whole nother world, we're like, wow, this is going on right around me and I had no idea. Um, so I, I like that aspect of it as well. So when, uh, you know, what got you started in doing podcasting and radio? I, I, you know, I guess going back to your terrestrial radio days. I actually, <laughs> in college, um, we can go back to college in New York back in the, how, how should we say this? The late 1980s, <laughs> if you will, um, where I did the news and weather on the college radio station. And I think right there, the bug kind of gets you, right? That sit in front of the microphone and, and be able to, to deliver something that people are eager to hear. They want to hear the news and they want to hear the weather, right? And traffic, of course, but that didn't matter much for the college students. It was always news and weather. Um, and then there was this long period where I didn't do anything in radio, but I did happen to make it to a microphone because I played in a band for a decade and I was able to perform in clubs all around the tri-state area. So it stays with you, right? That performing aspect of getting in front of people and delivering a message, whether it's songs, whether it's news, whether it's weather, it doesn't matter. Um, and then there is this long drought again. And then the, uh, when I moved to Florida, I actually took a job as the Chamber of Commerce director down here in Southwest Florida. And in my course of going around and speaking to local businesses, I made it to the local radio station and said, hey, you guys aren't a member. We just started talking. And then it popped into my head, I should be interviewing local business owners. So back in 2012 is really when I got back into radio, uh, terrestrial radio in earnest. And it was interviewing local business owners. The show was called Gulf Coast Business Spotlight. And I interviewed business owners from around the Gulf Coast. And, I, you know, a lot of people will come on the radio and they're like, I'm really nervous. I don't know how to talk about this. I don't, I've never been on the radio before. And I used to tell them, don't worry about it. You're going to talk about your business and nobody knows your business better than you. So all we're <laughs> going to do hope. is- you're right. You and I are going to talk about your business. And hopefully from that, from you being on the radio, you're going to make some, you know, some extra, you're going to gain some extra uh, customers. 
And that went on for a couple of years. And uh, it sort of ran its course. You know, when you do a local show like that and you sort of hit all of the business owners who are willing to come on. And then I, I said, you know, I have this idea for this other show. I think this one's run its course. How about we do something with indigenous news? And the radio station went, hmm, nothing like that around here. Absolutely. Let's try it. So that's how it was born, really. Wow. No, I, 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 lo- I love that. And so w- with all that said, like what, what does podcasting actually mean to you? Like taking that step from, from away from doing it on the radio to podcasting, like what does podcasting specifically mean to you? I, I think it, the longevity of podcasting is more impactful than terrestrial radio, especially local radio. Even though a lot of stations these days have streaming, right, where you can go online and listen no matter where you are, you can listen to a radio station, but it's unlikely that you're going to have a widespread audience worldwide for a local station. But in podcasting, you can do all of your own marketing. You can you know, advertise on Facebook, create a group, Instagram. You've got every, every piece of uh, the marketing and media aspect at your disposal and your control. So podcasting literally is a worldwide impact or impression. So that, that's what podcasting means to me. It's, uh, it's a, a larger or longer reach for sure. Mm. I, I would I would totally agree. I mean, the internet's not going away anytime soon. I mean, radio is not going away anytime soon either. But it's consolidated so much um, that there, you know, it's to the point where to have local radio stations at all, you're very you're very lucky. Um, and then if you actually listen to them, uh, you're you're even you know they're lucky uh, in that mm-hmm. case. But I you know I uh, I mean I, we're, you know you're you're in the you know you're in what was it Norristown. No, uh, uh, you mean like where was I? Like, right? No, Pocono's. no, like oh, you're in the Pocono. Okay, sorry, I knew it was. I knew it was in that direction. Just not. I'm not there uh, right now. No, you're not right there. Oh, okay. I'm actually on a tiny island in the Gulf of Mexico right now. Wow. Okay, that would explain your internet connection. <laughs> oh, is it slow? Well, it, it's it it's like very pixelated. Like it comes in, it's like ooh, super clear, and then like. It, like the lines go like the scan lines go across and it goes down in quality but it's not terrible your voice sounds great so that's that's what's important um at the very you know this is podcasting right so so voice is what's that matters the most there um before we get into any more questions uh, i gotta tell everybody about something that's going on this week only and that is the podcasters kit uh it's only 39 dollars. there's over 50 like people that are involved and myself included uh and even lou is 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 included because if you buy that 39 dollar podcasters kit not only are you getting courses from some of the biggest names in podcasting for just 39 bucks you're also getting four years of mapcon talks for the virtual tickets so uh and lou's in two uh well no he's in one of them uh if it was if he was there in 2018, he would have been included in that one too. But uh, so 2015, 16, 17, 18. So you're getting uh, right now, that's a hundred dollar uh, ticket right now. That's four years, $100. If you buy it through the indiepodcon.com 
website. If you go to Podcasters Kit, ndpodcon.com slash PK, you can pick up all that plus like 49 other podcasting courses and things of that nature for just $39. It's insane. Dan, you are a madman, and I greatly appreciate it for putting it together. Um, anyway, let's get back to to some uh, questions. I was wondering if anybody watching right now, do you, does anybody watching have any questions for Lou or myself? Um, and I, I wanted to... Uh, maybe talk a little bit about next year's uh, Indie PodCon conference. Indie, I, I, I need to get the name all right myself. Uh, <laughs> next, next year's Indie PodCon, um, and get like get some of the details that I'm, I'm like kind of got swarming around in my mind. Uh, I'd love to maybe maybe get some feedback on that. But yeah, if you have any questions for me or for Lou, please drop them in the chat on the Facebook Live. Uh, and if not, if this is after, if you're listening afterwards, take the time, send us an email. Uh, Lou, what's your email address for, pe- for the people? Uh, you can send an email to the show info at redroadradio.com. Uh, or you can send me a personal, you can send it to my personal email, uh, Lou Hastings, the number two at gmail.com. And, uh, any questions that you put in the comments here on this stream, please, by all means, uh, I'll, I'll come back and I'll answer them for you. Even if you're not watching live, that would be awesome. You could send any questions you have for me to Joe at super Joe Lou, what do you love about podcasting? Gosh, you, you know, it, it has really allowed me to meet some pretty fantastic people from the conferences like MapCon to, you know, I've, I've had press passes because of the podcast to go to places like the Tortuga Music Festival a number of years in a row and, you know, be in the photo pit, you know, write reviews of musical acts. I got a a chance to interview the Doobie Brothers a couple of years back. It was awesome. And we talked about the Native Dow Foundation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's really funny. The great story about uh, about the Doobie Brothers was I have this, this big giant flag that we created for the nonprofit, and it's got a, a a horse. It was actually drawn and created by someone I knew on the Cheyenne River Reservation, and he and he created it specifically for the um, for the nonprofit and the radio show. So while I was interviewing the guys from the Doobie brothers, they hadn't gone on and did their set yet. So they saw the flag. They're like, they, that's really cool. And I went, would you mind taking that up on stage with you? 70,000 people in attendance at this concert, outdoor concert in uh, Fort Lauderdale. And they were like, absolutely. And they not only took it on stage with them, they kept it there for the entire set. It was brilliant. So that's that's what you can do with podcasting. Those are the things that you get to do. Those are the really cool things is really meeting people that you wouldn't normally meet. Um, mm. I would have never met you, Joe, and all the great people that I met at um, at MapCon if it wasn't for podcasting. 
Well, I, I would say the same thing. I have I wouldn't have met you or any of the other great people uh, yep. th- th- if it wasn't for podcasts. I mean, I my my circle of people. While I had some friends that are were international, I never would have had the amount of international friends that I have, uh, not including national, like in America and outside of America, uh, that I have. So I I am very endlessly grateful for that. Uh, to be able to expand my horizons with with the amount of people and the stories and the lessons and the um, and the support and the love that has come because of it. So I I I, uh, I agree with that sentiment for sure. With that said, what do you, what's one thing you hate about podcasting? <laughs> this is easy for me. So I always did my show live because the thought of editing a show. It it really uh, it ruffles my feathers because I have a day job, right? And I can't, there's no way that I can devote that much time. I know I can farm it out, but I think I'm a bit of a control nut where I would want to really have a hand in in the editing part or just the whole production part really frightens me, Joe. To be honest with you, <laughs> um, but in addition to that. Thing, there's something that really irks me, and I know it shouldn't, because music, you know, has to do with uh, artistry, and and people should get paid for their for their work. But the that whole copyright stuff, where it it makes it almost impossible to to produce a podcast unless you're going for generic music for intros outros bumper music all the things that i took for granted being on terrestrial radio where we we have licenses we can you know play anything we want right during the breaks um no no go on uh on podcasting and i think that's a bit frustrating but other than that i don't think that there's anything else that uh (laughs) other than that miss lincoln how'd you like to play (laughs) <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> i know it is terrible uh but it fits <laughs> well so so there is uh there is somebody uh and i'm blanking on the name who is working on getting light like real like a license uh situation for for podcasters to be able to use licensed music uh and um so that's a thing i just don't i'm blanking on the person's name if you know the person's name or if you are that person because you might i think you are in the group uh in the in the icon uh facebook group which if you aren't in the group you should totally join the group by going to indiepodcon.com slash group uh I'm just adding the banner right now. There we go. Bam. Uh, you know, at joining us in the, the podcasting group um, and, and throw the, throw the name in the, in the chat, if you're listening, cause I, I am, I, I there's a name I want to say, but I don't want to take the time to go and look up the person to make sure that's the person that I'm thinking of. Um, that would be huge, Joe. If, you know, if, if there was a breakthrough there, or somebody figured out how to do it, or if there was an easier way, there My is. God, it's coming. It, it's oh, coming. Like, so last year at DC Podfest, uh, I was talking with the that person. I think Dave Jackson was there, and maybe Chris Kermitzos. I, I um, 
I'm not sure who else was sitting at the table. Somebody else was sitting at the table with us, and uh, the the person that was talking about it uh, was was going on and on about how they were getting ready to sit down with like uh, what's that BMI uh, Sony BMI, Sony BMI mm-hmm. like to to get the licenses uh, the license situations sort sorted out so they could we could do that. Now, with that said, there are I mean you can buy music right. There's Audio Jungle dot. Nah, um, I so for my video production, I use epidemic sound, uh, dot com. It's 15 bucks a month, and as long as you owned the, as long as you had a lot like a license, like a you were paying at the time, you the music's yours forever. So, like, whatever you download, it's yours, um, to use in any of your productions. So, uh, it's you know, it's very much um, appreciated because of the fact that like music is expensive. So if you like, you look at like audio jungle or, or any of the other, most of the other ones, right. Where you can buy a license. Cool. But they all have stipulations of like, well, if you have more than a million listeners or viewers, then you have to buy this license. And if you have more than 10 million, then you have to buy this license. And before you know it, it's like, whoa, like, and I don't even know how that, like, I, how do you know? Like, how do you know what goes viral? <laughs> you know, could potentially go viral, uh, yep. or be be used in like a uh, a TV, you know, network kind of situation later on. Like, you, you just don't know. And I remember when I was getting started um, podcasting, the first so my intro music instead of having intro music, I I would basically ask my guests like, "What's a song that you absolutely love?" And I would take like a 10 second clip and that would be become the intro music to that episode. Um, and, and, and it took forever, right? Because I'd have to like find the right clip, cl- shorten it so it made sense and then like fade it out and then lay it over me taught like coming into me talking. And it just was like so much more work and effort. And I'm like, this is this is terrible. And then I remember talking to Brian uh, Salander or Cylinder. I, I'm not sure how to say your name, Brian. I'm sorry. Uh, and he's like, look, Joe, he's like the, the problem with, cause at the time he owned a YouTube network, uh, which was like one of the biggest sports, non like big four sports uh, networks in, in the world. They had a couple million subscribers and he's like, the biggest problem that we have is people like you who make great content they put it together using licensed music and then we they we buy them <laughs> and put them onto our network and then have to go painstakingly through every single video and re- scrub out the music or or if they if we're lucky enough to actually have the original file so we can just delete the music and then re-export the, the file you know that's the kind of stuff that like he was going through so so i think it was maybe like 20 episodes in or something he's like cuz like he's like what if you know 10 years from now 5 years from now you actually do get big and now it's a problem because all your past episodes have this music in it. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's not a problem when no one knows and no one's like, you know, when you're playing right. for the two crickets and your mom, like right. that's not a problem because no one's going to care, but it is when somebody does actually get to that point, you know, if they keep doing it. Right. Hopefully, you know, there, there is going to be a, a solution to that. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. So if that does come to pass, I'm I'm all over that. In the meantime, I'm very interested in the uh, epidemic. Yeah, epidemic and the music uh, there is really good, really really good. Um, Check into that. And like I said, for 15 bucks a month, like I I mean I'm not making videos every single. I mean, at one point I was making them daily, but uh, you know, even even only making them like once a month or so. 
um, it's very helpful because they're constantly adding new music to it. But um, so what do you, how do you see the, where the future of podcasting is heading? Wow. Um, so I'm interested in the, the latest, I guess, uh, news that I read in the last week that Apple is starting to delete some from, uh, from Apple podcasts, some shows that either don't have updated content or I don't, I don't know all the specifics of it. Uh, and there are hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands that they've already deleted. Mm. Right. Um, so that was an interesting story. I think that that speaks to this still being a very young medium Mm -hmm. and more and more people every day. It doesn't matter if you are a television personality right now, or if you are on the radio right now, all, all of your content they're putting into podcasts now because of the popularity of, of podcasting. So I think it's only going to increase in popularity in mm. the coming years. Um, unfortunately, with that, there comes those rules and regs, right? That we don't know who's going to create. Where does the, the regulation come into this wild west? I mean, you, there's mm. a, an argument to be made that uh, already you can't use copyrighted music, but who who's going to draw the battle lines for the future of podcasting. So I think that's going to be interesting to see, but I think we're just going to see the, the medium grow and grow over the next couple of years for sure. Yeah. I, I definitely still feel like we are, um, you know, heading, heading to the peak. Uh, we are definitely not peaked and I don't, um, I, you know, I don't, I don't see the, the peak, like I don't see it ending. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm bursting like a bubble. And the reason it being is because people are, you know, look, radio has lasted, you know, hundreds of over hundreds of years, uh, two, 200 years, 100, 150. No, not 200 years, 100 and what? 125 years, 150 years, um, something like that. Anyway, a long, long, lo- longer than we're going to, to live. That's for darn sure. Um, and I think that we are. Uh, you know, we're in a, we're in a place where people want to, they want the content. They just don't, didn't know how to get it. And as time has gone on, people have started to figure it out, um, which is, which is great. Um, you know, I, I mean, even in, when I, when I started in 2014, like most of the people I knew didn't still didn't know what a podcast was, never heard of that term in their life. Um, and that, that, and, and that's okay. You know, I did my part and helped educate the people around me and, um and here we are just you know five and a half years later and uh there's still you know people don't at least know what it is they just might not know how to necessarily go about getting it and that kind of that kind of stuff but i i feel like as time marches on it'll it'll continue uh to to have more dominance um you know i i don't i don't think it's gonna say i will say this one thing that i wish um, one thing that I still listen to terrestrial radio for is, and anyone who knows me listen knows I listen to the sports talk radio because, you know, being from Philly and, and all that there's, we have four major sports teams and I, and I care. 
uh, about said team. So, and I, I like hearing about what's going on in the here and the now that I don't know that a podcast would be able to, to, you know, I don't want to hear about it after the fact necessarily. Um, I want to hear about it as it's happening because it's breaking news. There's, you know, live takes, there's people calling in and, and there's a conversation that's constantly going on and, and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know, I don't know when, I mean, the, the, I guess the way I would get away from it is like internet streaming radio, but like, to me, that's, it's just another, it's like the same, literally the same thing, just a different way of getting it. Um, the results are the same, just how I'm, I'm consuming, you know, getting the content to consume it is different. I click on my radio versus I got to go into the app and find it and click on it. Agreed. I think as we go forward, we'll, we'll have more and more options for consuming podcasts and the cream always rises to the top, right? So those, uh, podcasts that, uh, you know, don't cut it, or don't have you know big audiences will will stay where they are they won't grow and you'll have these big breakout shows almost like there is now i mean there are uh there are shows like um like dave jackson's who i mean they have hundreds of downloads i mean the people tune in all the time so you know i I, there's a huge future i think you're right that we have not reached the peak yet we're probably not even close um but certainly there'll be some breakout hits if you will uh those podcasts that are just you know there'll be podcast superstars out there yeah yeah i i mean the only thing i could see is maybe like what if what and we already have cellular networks so i don't i don't even see why you would need that but like what if you could get your podcast delivered through the radio like in that interface but like technically we already have that with phones so i don't know what the next uh, i don't i don't know well what's the next evolution of that you've got uh alexa right yeah with the flash briefing you can be walking right you can just walk right into any room in your house and say you know, Alexa, play school of podcasting, you know? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. And there it is. Can. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, so th- that I guess makes it, makes it that much easier as we get you, you know, acclimated to just doing that or, or even how, um, uh, you know, Amazon has the Amazon glasses now, uh, or soon, um, where you can be wearing it on your face or the ring where, uh, you can have it right on your ring. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I got on my, I got, you know, I got the watch, but I, I, I don't, I don't know where it ends. I mean, I remember like, uh, and you probably remember this where there was like fashion shows back in like 2000 showing the wearable PC. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. I and, do. Uh, and people had like, like tiny, like screens, like on the glasses and, um, Google yeah, Glass. like Remember yeah. Google well, Glass? well, yeah, I and I got to play with one of those, uh, because my friends, uh, Shane and Laurie, they they were part of the like Google development verse and uh, and had it. And I remember trying it out, and I was like, I guess this is kind of cool, but the price was it just was, I guess it was a little too ahead of its time mm-hmm. due to price, availability, adopting, you know, adopting it. Um, 
but like i definitely could see you know i think uh wearable like glass technology like i think that's got huge implications especially in like inventory management and things of that nature though i don't know because nfc tags have kind of supplanted that but the thing is you got to buy nfc tags right and then put them onto the thing versus a barcode is just printed like and it's done you know so i I don't i don't know it might by the time it might be like bluetooth remember bluetooth was dead on arrival like in 2000 they were like oh here bluetooth is finally coming out and it's like it's already dead it's already been supplanted and it's like and here we are on Bluetooth five, like twenty years later, later, yeah. and it's still going, and it's still useful when it works. <laughs> yeah, I well, I use Bluetooth all the time. Yeah, because yeah. I do a lot of traveling for my day job. Mm. So you know, I I'd be lost I use Bluetooth. Bluetooth. I use Bluetooth every day, every day, yeah. from my car to headphones to everything. Um, and it, to me, lost. it was never. I never understood that the people that thought that that was dead on arrival, because uh, it was literally just getting started with the people with the little, you know, the head uh, earpieces in their ear and. Are they talking to me? Or are they talking to someone? You know, <laughs> someone on their Bluetooth. I mean, that's we just saw the same problem with earpods. So, twenty right. years later, we still haven't figured it out yet. Um, so, before we go into any more questions, Lou, I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about. Uh, let's talk about MapCon and MapCon Five and and your experience there and and how how that worked out for you uh, coming coming here to Atlantic City, New Jersey. I thought it was awesome. Um, Having the ability to go to a place that, I mean, it's iconic, right? To go and go to a conference in Atlantic City and say to people, hey, I'm, I'm speaking in Atlantic City this weekend. I thought it was really, it, it was great. The hotel was awesome. I didn't stay there at Ocean Resorts. I actually stayed at the Hard Rock, which oh, was okay. not even a mile up the boardwalk. So yep. I just you know, woke up and, and walked the boardwalk. Fortunately, we had decent weather except for the hurricane part, but, but that, um, we, that didn't really affect us. It like didn't. it was gray it, out. And fortunately it was late enough by the time it got up to us, it was yeah. late enough in the day. It didn't affect people driving in. If it had hit on like Thursday, like in that Southern region to us, like that could have been disastrous. Yeah, no, I thought it was great. The, the venue was great. Um, the people in attendance uh, were great. Certainly after I got to speak, which uh, had a great spot, Joe, before lunch. Are you kidding me? That's awesome. What a great place to be right there when people are ready to take lunch, you know, on a, on the Saturday. It's brilliant. Um, but I will tell you, I was even stopped. I couldn't go get to the restroom like after I spoke or you know, get anywhere down the hallway because people were stopping me and asking me questions, which that's, that's what I had hoped, you know, whenever you speak and tell a story, you're hoping that people will come up to you afterwards and, and ask you more questions, more in-depth questions, especially when you're, you're constrained with time. And that's yep. exactly what happened. Um, and I got to speak to some people who, uh, I had never met before, um, you know, Maxwell Ivy was, you know, first time I got to meet with him and, and speak mm. to him over the weekend. And I, and I think that the connections that you make at these conventions carry on for years. You know, I, I've known some people from the first MapCon that I went to in 
2017 and uh neil galarte yeah he came with me out to north dakota to document what we did so all of these things that that was from mapcon that relationship right there was from your event in 2017 and it happened in 2018 and i was able to bring it to the 2019 attendees so yeah there's uh there map mapcon's been great and now oh, indie podcast yeah 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 were you surprised with the change i was very surprised but but i like it i i do i think it's it it makes sense at first you know when people are always resistant to change right <laughs> so when so when i saw it i was like ah you know how, how do you how do you right in 5 years change uh, a name like that but i think in the time since the the conference it seems to make sense right and all of those those little iterations of the name that you're still coming up with I think they'll all fall into place. And people are already saying icon and uh and, and icons. Right. Hey, icons like icons, I didn't even right. that like totally I shout out to Greg Clunas for that, but I totally eluded me that the individuals are icons. Like that literally makes a lot of sense. It's awesome. Um, it is. Yeah. I don't know how I that got packed. So I was always like iconers or hey, you know. But I never said, "Hey, you know, po- uh, map map conners," or it was like Mapcon family and and Icon family. But there's IPC and Indie Podcon and Independent Podcast Conference. There's so many different ways to to, to slice it. So I, I think over the course of the next couple of years, it'll it'll roll out. Like Mapcon didn't really make a lot of sense because if anybody who was paying attention, the website was actually podcastmidatlantic.com not midatlanticpodcast.com right. which you know may uh was annoying to some people because but you know it was annoying to me because some of the um the shared links didn't always work out perfectly but and the um, twitter handle too right yeah oh so there's a funny story about that i don't know were you there for that when i when i mentioned so i, I got our so. account banned or, or uh, you know, uh, blocked on Twitter because I it was like I was said I was doing the name swap because I registered the name on a separate account and then I was going to swap the name you know swap between the two names and I'm doing this at like I don't know five or six a.m. in the morning right before the second day of the conference and uh, <clears throat> I was like oh I can put in a birthday. Well, I mean, it started in 2014. Oh, you're banned. You're not. Th- you're not 13 years old. Like, oh, oh come on, come on. <laughs> T- Tim's saying icon oclastic. I-, I like Tim's uh, icon. Yukon. We all con together. Yeah, Tim. Like <laughs> Iconoclastic. I love Iconoclastic. it. Iconoclastic. That's that is that is special. Um. So yeah, I you know I think uh, I I think. You know, I I was hesitant for sure the first uh, about moving the conference to a new lo- a new location, be a bigger location. I mean, it's I mean, you were saying it's less than a mile to walk between the Hard Rock and there, but like literally the amount of miles that people log just walking around the 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 ho- that hotel alone is is ridiculous. Um, that's how my knee got messed up. That's why I'm wearing this knee brace. Uh, on my knee because at some point I messed my knee up and I've been 
hurting ever since. Um, oh, yeah. So I like so it's to the point now where it only hurts when I go up and down stairs. So from what I'm reading online, it's like cartilage is the problem. Um, and the best way to do it is to ice it, rest it, brace it. And, but now it was taught, like, cause I also went to Disney, like literally the week after. So I did like yeah, nine did. miles a day on it. Um, yeah. So it probably wasn't doing me any favors, but it's okay. It's all right. We're it's not the, I was supposed to go to the urgent care last night to get like a, an x-ray or something of it. And, um, I ran it was, I was talking to Larry Roberts. Uh, he, he was interviewing me on his podcast and I was like, Oh, I, I gotta go. I gotta go to urgent care and get this, this x-ray. And then like, it was like nine o'clock and I'm like, I'm not driving over. It's going to take me like 20 minutes to go over to urgent care. I, I'm, I want to go to bed. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't go. Uh, but it, it's okay. We'll, I'll get through it. I'll get. I'll get. I, my my knee's been messed up in the past, so I'll I'll get through it. Yeah, the bigger venue probably didn't do you any favors. That's for sure. Uh, I think I was the, like bend, bending over or bending down too much or something, and then all the the miles that we were logging inside that building did not help. I, I think if if there was one thing that I said, I, I thought that wasn't optimal. Mm. Let's try and be as politically correct as possible. Oh, yeah, here. No, I, I want the um, that's what like well, the well here it is. The the thing that wasn't optimal, I thought, was not that the place was so big and too big for Mapcon. It was the fact that in what was the uh Swedesboro, after you piled out of the room. There was the bar, right? And there was the, the all the chairs and the lounge right there in the lobby. So everybody could interact with one another right then and there. For uh, Atlantic City, there was the big hallway. And then there yeah. was a seating area. And it was beautiful. Joe, it was beautiful. The, all the windows there to look out. But if you didn't have specific uh, meetups, mm. I, I took the first day, like... F- I got there on Thursday night. Didn't mm-hmm. see anyone. Um, really? Friday, yeah, I didn't. Not nobody. And then Friday, I really didn't get out to to hang out with anybody until late. Um, until Neil got there, mm. and uh, everybody. There, there were some folks in the uh, with the cafeteria. There were some po- folks in the club. There were some folks in the casino. So I think that because it's moved to a bigger place maybe having specific meetups scheduled to and and um loosely so like optional hey some of us are going here some of us are going here i don't mm-hmm. i don't know if we we knew what each other was you know, I would have loved to hang with you guys. I saw some of the pictures on Facebook. I'm like, oh man, I could have. I wish I would have hung out with them there, and, but I didn't know you were going there. Um, I honestly so didn't know I, I was I, going there either. Right, <laughs> right. But, and that's the other thing too. A lot of it's impromptu, and you have so many choices in a, yeah. in a bigger venue. But I, I think it was great. I, I loved the place for sure. I so I I did as well um and I and I think so you weren't there last last 2018 where uh we we did a mixer at the hotel because like you know in Swedesboro there was other than going to like the Applebee's for dinner or one of the other like you know few local restaurants there isn't really a whole lot to do after after you eat so we right. we put a mixer together Harry Duran was DJing I was DJing Mary Nichols was DJing um and 
and I, you know, for I, I guess I just for whatever reason I just decided it's like, well, we're gonna be in Atlantic City, so like I don't want to like, hold people captive, but at the end of the day, like we're we're bringing that mixer back for next year for sure, uh, where awesome. we have a you know private bar there, uh, probably some music, whether uh, it's me and and or Harry or or maybe Dave Jackson brings his guitar, uh, finally this year, um, you know who. Uh, and and other people who want to get in and 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 jam together, like I think we're gonna put that back together and and make that happen for 2020. Because um, the you know some of the other feedback I got was like, hey, you know, I came all this way, I I want to interact with other podcasters, and part of that is is giving that opportunity to do that, even though we're not a nightclub. <laughs> you know, you're you're in like one of the nightclub capitals of the world. Um, you know, only a couple people that I know of um, went out to any kind of club or any kind of anything. So the real uh, question know, so is, we're gonna bring so, it back. the real question is, can you do any more? I mean, seriously, I, I don't think you do enough <laughs> on those. Just pack some more stuff in there for Joe Pardo to do. Live up to the name. Super Joe Pardo. Come on. <laughs> I, I try. I try. I really, really try every time. Um and and with that said, so one of the things that that's happening this year is not only am I putting together a volunteer t- uh, team, um, I'm also putting together. Uh, I put together a, a small group of advisory committee. So this is thanks for softballing this in, Lou. I I, I appreciate it, buddy. High five. Um, uh, yeah, putting together a a small group of of advisory uh committee that allows uh me to have a sounding board and uh, you know be able to offload some things uh the other big thing is is and i and i said this in my talk if you listen to my talk uh from you know when i when i talked about the history of mapcon and and the future of it um is is taking this a lot more seriously uh the whole year you know 365 days rather than like you know, uh, two months worth, uh, two, three months across the entire year. I mean, right now, this time, this t- right now in the previous like five years or four years, um, I would be doing like literally once I got all the stuff done for, for MapCon, which I still got to put the vlog together, which has been, it's kind of a thorn in my side right now. I gotta, I gotta get it knocked out. Um, it, I would be doing anything but like, what we're doing right now, which is on, which by the way, your internet got a lot clearer. So I don't know if I guess people are just going to bed or something and, and peak time is starting to come, come off of it. But, uh, your internet got way better. Um, yeah. So, you know, taking it more seriously throughout the year, um, and really putting the, the hours in across the year rather than just like the two months leading up to MapCon and like a, a, a day or two, along the way um starting in january so yeah so i'm i'm pumped uh and and i and i have some other events that we're looking at putting together in 2020 as part of you know the fact that i'm committing more time and need to make more revenue to justify that time and not putting it towards other things that i got going on um so i'm 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 excited though like i can't announce everything yet but um but the you know the big thing the the key things are is i have a committee together and we're going to be putting together a volunteer thing so if you're interested in getting in in on that volunteer group uh or being a part of it and i you know personally i don't i don't want to have too many volunteers not because of the 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 um the fact that like 
it's just a lot of people to have to manage but it's because i'd kind of rather have like um outside interns and outside help come in so that the people that are coming for the conference can come and enjoy themselves rather than having to worry about doing something with the conference so much um so if you're interested in in being a part of that, you should definitely go and join us in the Facebook group right now. When you know, and I'll be announcing in the coming weeks, uh, is the indie you know go to indiepodcon.com/group. Join up in the Facebook group. We're getting you know, Lou, since since changing the name of the group, literally every day, one to five people ask to join the group every day, and that doesn't even include people that are inviting other people to the group. That's how we've been able to grow, go from uh, less than 400 people all the way up to um, all the way up to, I think we're 560 something now, like in just a month, like we've, we've increased over 150 people in like a month. And that it's, was your point. Crazy. Yeah, that was, that was the point. point. For, like yeah. it better represents the people that are actually coming to the event and yeah. attracting the people that we want to br- come to the event. Um, and you know, I, I never would have thought that just changing the name would make it that much of a difference, but I guess people are looking for podcasting groups to join and to be a part of. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm happy to, I'm happy to oblige and put on this weekly show, which again, if you don't know, and you want to be a guest on this show, there you go. Softball and it helping help me out again. <laughs> uh, you go to indiepodcon.com slash guest. The reason that it's, it's so far. I mean, I think we're up to like May of next Are year. Are you serious? I, I think like, or there might be some spots in April at this point. Um, yeah. So you were really lucky that you're like, I'm not going to sleep on this. Cause cause I, I did. I literally jumped on it. I jumped uh, on it. As I'm in November. It. I'm in December. I'm in January. I'm in February. I'm in March. I'm in okay. April. There's two spots in April. April 8th and 15th, and then in May there's three dates left: the 6th, 13th, and 20th. And the reason wow. is because we're only recording one a week. <coughs> oh man, down the wrong pipe. <coughs> Oh, excuse me. Um, and it's live streamed here on Facebook uh, live, and uh, and then it's categorized or it's you know repurposed as a podcast later. That is fantastic! Wow, I can't believe yeah. that you're well into 2020. <laughs> the yes. reason, the reason, there's a reason why it only goes. It only goes to the May 27th because I haven't figured out what my summer looks like yet, and I don't want to commit to something that I can't. Um, I can't, you know, come through on. So, and I don't want to have to be moving everybody just when we get to the summer. So once we get closer to like January, I'll start to open up some more spots, but I, you know, there's so many people asking to be on the show. Like I have even thought about like, well, how do I do it? Can I do two a week? Like that seems like a lot to me. Um, even just not having to do any editing, but just having to put the, you know, the MP3 together and the post and I don't, you know, I don't do any editing or anything, but it just, it just seems like a lot to me uh, to be able to do. And I don't want to run out of guests because we still have to get to September. <laughs> so, so there's still, mu- you know, was it June, July, August, and then um, some of, you know, September. So that's like four more months uh, that I got to get through to make all that, to make all that happen. And, and to go along with that. Um, and I, I'm curious for people that are watching right now, um, 
or even if you're listening to this later, I'd love to hear your, your thoughts. And Lou, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Um, one of the things that people, you know, really loved leading up to having MapCon and having, you know, MapCon grow in the first like two years was I used to do um, weekly podcaster hangouts. So they were called Hangouts because it was in Google Hangouts um, where people could just jump in and it's it was kind of like an open form mastermind. Come and get your podcast questions answered. Uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like I want to bring that back. I'm just trying to think of when I want to do that, <laughs> uh, what night of the week I want to do. That. I was kind of thinking after this show. So we get done the show and then I just like I go into like a separate um like you know stream yard that's a that, that's a you know that's a great name that's a great name stream yard because i could go into a separate stream uh and invite people in right after the show is over so then we you know it's like an open forum um it can host i think up to six people in here 10 total but i think only on screen could be a max of six um and just like hey you want to come hang out and and chat about podcasting let's like get questions answered and talk about what's going on with our podcast, what's working, what's not working, that kind of stuff. And and I don't kind of feeling like this would be a opportune time where I don't have to eat up another night at eight o'clock. Absolutely. <laughs> Why wouldn't you do that, Joe? I mean, that's, that sounds perfect to, to hold that because then you can actually bring your guest over into that room and sort of open up the conversation. That's awesome. I think that's or, a great idea. Or I don't even bother doing that. I just put the, I just put the stream link right in the thing, and we just open it up, and then it just becomes one episode rather than, rather than me having to like take two. I mean, I guess I could make two episodes, but then it just becomes more posts and more you know featured images I got to put together and more like just more like I, I feel your pain, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were production. talking about how great it is to have to mark, you know, market it. And, and I, when you were saying that, I'm like, man, it's, it's just so much work though, to have to go through all that trouble. So it's a blessing and a curse all at the same time. Here's another idea for you. Um, you were mentioning about maybe, uh, you know, not over committing, especially for the summer months. What about guest hosts? So we, so I did that for two years. Amy J took over the show in 2017, I think, or 20, 2015 to 26. No, probably wasn't seven. It was probably 16 to 17 and then 17 to 18. Uh, Chi took it over. Uh, my guest from last week uh, had the show and um, I'm open. I'm open to it. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not against it. I, yeah, I'm not even I'm Johnny Carson had guest hosts guess, come guess, in guess when he wanted up. to go on vacation, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody well, had to sit behind a big desk. <laughs> yeah, they could have just put a robot there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um yeah, no, I I am I am definitely open to that. I uh I think that that's not a that's not a terrible idea. Like I said, I've done it before. Um and I and now I think that and that was part that was part of me not committing to be taking the thing like the whole 365 days of of MapCon seri- as seriously because I was busy, you know, either writing another book or um doing other projects and and other just a lot of other things. Um, so I think, I think, I don't know. I, 
I'm I'm open to it. I think doing it this the, after the interview part, I think makes a lot of sense though. Yeah. Um, because again, I don't have to commit another night, so I would just have to commit like an extra hour. So it's like two hours, eight to eight to ten. Um, but it's one night, and I I could I could probably get away with that and not have to feel bad about it. And I and if people felt like oh, this is a lot to listen Like the, A two-hour podcast is a lot to listen to about podcasting. Uh, I could just you know, chop it up or whatever, but no, there's no rules in podcasting. I'm not doing that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's a good idea. Open it up. Open forum. Well, let's the interview. We, we, yeah, well, we, we, let's let's finish up the interview, and and uh, maybe if, if some people want to jump in and and have a conversation about podcasting, I'll share the link out, and they can jump in on the chat. Um, uh, where am I at here? The, but well, you know what? Before before I get into uh, some of my last questions with you, I just wanted to mention anybody who is still looking to monetize their podcast. Uh, and are interested in joining a mastermind, online mastermind and retreat, uh, should go to indiepodcon.com slash retreat. It's me, Samantha Riley. Uh, we're, we're, we've been going, working with some podcasters already uh, in the online mastermind, getting them set up, getting their branding, getting their messaging, getting their, their, like their process, everything together so that they could monetize their podcast. Uh, it's called Elevate Your Podcast. But really, it's it's. I think we, me and Sam, actually agreed it should just be called monetize your podcast because that's effectively what it is. Um, go to indiepodcon.com slash retreat, check it out, build your own business around your podcast. Lou, what uh, what is one thing that really stands out to you about the podcasting community as a whole? Wow. Um... I think as a group, everyone is so tight knit. So people are willing to not only meet up and talk about what they love to do in podcasting, they're willing to listen to one another's shows and mm. offer feedback. And where, where in business, and you know business, Joe. <sighs> where in business can you have another business owner walk into your business and go, Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what, if I like what you're doing here or, or offer you constructive criticism, right? It's, mm. it's dog eat dog normally in the business world. I can do this better than you. Uh, and I'm going to make a million dollars and you're not. Um, but podcasters, I think as a group, they're more like what you call them in MapCon, a family where they're willing mm. to go, you know what? I'll give you a constructive criticism, but I'm still going to listen to your podcast. I love it. Right. I love listening to what you've created. I think that that is, is what's unique about mm -hmm. podcasting. No, I, I think that you hit, hit it right on the head, man. That's, that's, uh, you know, I, what I love about it is the fact that there's so many people that you can bring together um that are they're all have their own niches they all have their own interests in, interested it's they all have their own interests yes i should do a three-hour podcast because uh, <laughs> i can talk well at nine o'clock at night um you know they all have their own interests they all have their own thing going on they all have their own audiences and yeah. um, and even the ones that are in the same space 
are not necessarily competing for the same person because they're looking for the people that identify with them or vice versa. They're, they're looking to identify, with, you know, to, to get with a bunch of people that they identify with themselves. And that's why they're doing it. So I, uh, I, you know, I just, I, I just love the fact that there's such a diverse, um, amount of community or diversity in the community as far as people uh not just races and religions and and all that stuff but just the interests and the people that you know where they're from and what they want to do with it uh that i i you know i so i i definitely agree with you on there on that and and think about it there's over seven billion people on this planet there, there's nobody who's competing. Not a billion yet. <laughs> Almost. I mean, we're getting there. We're headed there. Um, so, you know, there's... 7.5. 7.5. And that was as of 2017. So... Yeah, so we could be we could be nearing that, that 8 billion mark. So I don't think anybody really should be worried about competing for market share. Um, and... And the other thing that's unique about uh, about podcasters is it doesn't even matter if I like your podcast or not. If I like you as a person, I'm still going to support you in what you do. I might even listen to your podcast, right? <laughs> it, even if I'm not particularly um, into what the podcast is about, maybe I will get that interest yeah. after listening. So I think that it, it's really unique in as, uh, as entrepreneurs, as creatives, um, as business people, it's not, it, it's very unlike what you see out there in the business world. Yeah. And it's funny because they, you know, only, only some of the podcasts see themselves as a business. Uh, and even the ones that do, a lot of them are still willing to share and open up their, you know, open up their doors and open up their arms to invite others in uh, to be a part of that, you know, the, le- the learning process. Um, so, yeah, I, that that part of it, I really I really do appreciate. Yeah. Um, so, Lou, before we wrap up here, is there any last thoughts you'd like to give? I, I just think that, you know, just springboarding off what we just talked about about podcasting and and that whole area of that community uh i think that as we go forward and we see that these different uh events pop up keep going to them keep meeting other podcasters keep supporting other podcasters uh there's a podcast out there for you, right? It doesn't matter what it, what you think. <laughs> it might not be out there. It's probably out there. And if it isn't, there's a huge door right there for you to walk through. So um, I'd say to anybody who's looking to getting a message out there or even uh, taking their hobby or interest to the next level, podcasting is the way to go. I I totally agree. Build that authority, build that uh that voice for yourself and you know it does oh you know what earlier you were talking about performing arts and like getting out in front of people and performing and like podcasting, you know, piggybacking off of that. So for anyone who doesn't know my journey started with a DJ album uh back in 2014 uh because I've been DJing since like 2004, my turntables are right over there. And uh it's 
you know, if it wasn't for DJing, there is no way that I would have thought podcasting would be for me. And it's not because I'd like to get on the mic. I, you know, there's turntables over there for a reason. It's not because, uh, it's not because I like to talk over the mic. Uh, it was because I let the, the records do the talking for me. And, um, and, you know, but the, the point being is, is that going from being a, a mostly reserved shy person, uh, growing up to getting out in front of a bunch of people and DJing and, and uh, do turntablism and that kind of stuff. It's uh, it helped enable me to be able to do what I do today without that. I, I definitely wouldn't be able to. Um, so endlessly grateful for the, for my fascination with the radio of all places and the nighttime DJs that I used to listen to back in the, the mid nineties and, and taping the, uh, the, the, you know, mixed versions of the music that they would play at the club that you couldn't hear on the radio normally, except at like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night on, on the weekends. So yeah, I, uh, great, very grateful for that. Very grateful. But, um, but Lou, it's been a, it's been a blast having you here. I can't an hour. It's already an hour and eight minutes. It's just flown by. Agreed. By too quick. Um, so you know i am gonna i'm gonna call it here i'm gonna try to prepare for next weekend or next week to to open up the forum after the fact i'll promote it throughout to get people to come back and hopefully we'll start on time next week instead of like five ten minutes late um and uh lou thanks again for taking the time if you are interested in a number of things uh if you want to get into podcasting or get better at podcasting you should go to indiepodcon.com slash pk and pick up the podcasters kit it has over 50 experts in it with their own courses including four years of mapcon virtual tickets normally selling for 99 dollars right now on the indiepodcon.com website Right now, you can get it for $39. Go to IndiePodCon.com slash PK. It's only available. Oh, and you don't want to sleep on it because it's only available. I should have wrote this in the in the banner. It's only available until October 11th. So do not sleep on it. You will be very, very disappointed if you do not. Lou is in it, uh, and I'm in it as well because I hosted <laughs> the conferences in which the videos are you know taken from. Uh, but Lou is in the 2017, uh, I almost said 2007, 2017 MapCon uh, virtual ticket. So you definitely want to go check that out. Uh, what else we got here? We have the Elevate Your Podcast Mastermind and Retreat. You should go check that out if you want to build your own business around your podcast, indiepodcon.com slash retreat. Uh, and you should join us September 24th and 26th, 2020 in Atlantic City, New Jersey at the Incredible Ocean Resort Casino again this year. If you want to take 10, 10% off of your icon ticket, use promo code IPP. Yeah, you know me. Uh, it's just IPP. Uh, IndiePodCon.com slash register. Uh, use promo code IPP. I think that's a mouthful. Um, and come join us in the group. IndiePodCon.com slash group. Everybody, I hope you all have an amazing week. Next week, I will try my best to uh, work in the podcasters hangout right after the live stream. So not only will it be a longer episode, but you're going to have more voices in it. And uh, I just, again, I hope everybody has an amazing week. 
Lou, have a great have a great night, sir. Thanks, Joe.